Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Williams. This is the progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, conservative, or otherwise, you get to air your point of view. Remember, you can also send me a tweet to E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is... At Egberto Williams. Let us engage. It is politics done right. One, two, three, four. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being or spending this one hour with me. We're going to have a good show today. What is it going to be about? We're going to be talking about good old Donald Trump again, but this time from a different light. Do you remember what happened during... Uh, the email, the fall email scandal, the, the, that false email scandal that everybody was going crazy about with Hillary Clinton. Don't you know it was all about projection? Think about this. While everybody was concerning themselves about Hillary Clinton having all these mails, we had an infiltration by, and, and you know, we knew this, but we didn't know the extent to which it went, and we didn't know how deep it flew, uh, the, the flow was on this event. So it turned out all these people talking about Hillary Clinton's email, they were projecting, they were projecting that the United States in effect was under attack by the, the Russian Republic. And in what form are we saying we're under, under attack by the Russian Republic? Imagine, imagine we had the Russian government instigating that. And I love Dragan Stev, uh, Stevanovic, Welcome aboard, Sabrina Klinsberg, Burt Butler, welcome aboard. I love what you said, uh, Dragon. It is really, really a Manchurian candidate. To think they always call Obama the Manchurian candidate, and who is it turning out to be? Who is the Manchurian candidate, after all, other than Donald Trump? You know, folks, before, please, I want to remind you guys that this is a call-in show. You can reach me if you want to say something, you want to add to the discussion. You can call me at... Uh, 646-929-2495. Again, that number is 646-929-2495. I'll get your call. You would be on air. You'll be on Blog Talk Radio as well. Of course, if you want to talk through the uh, Facebook Live, you can reach Facebook. Just go to Politics, search for Politics Done Right on Facebook. Politics Done Right with Egberto Willis on Facebook. And just watch the show there. And if you have items you want to put, just post the message. I'll see them. And when I see these messages, I'll put them on air, especially if you, do, if you do it from any one of these locations. Again, the telephone number is six, or rather, telephone number is 646-929-2495. Before I even get started, Donald Trump is the president of the United States. I accept that because no matter what has happened, he has won the Electoral College. But let all people remember he did not win the election. Even with the help of the Russians, he was unable to win the election because the country is filled with people, most of them, who think. Democrats that are out there, independents that are out there, and good, 
thinking Republicans who voted appropriately in this election, rest assured that your vote was not wasted. Rest assured that you won the election. And you must raise your heads up high, noting that, in fact, you won the election. We don't act like losers when we did not lose. Again, we do not act as losers when we do not lose. I saw that uh, 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 Michael Moore on a program made mention to that, and, uh, and I took it to heart because a lot of us have been down on how we lost and how we did this. And well, it turns out that in as much as it wasn't the best outcome, it wasn't the best flow of people that at the election of, of uh, that, that the amount of votes that Hillary Clinton got is not that dissimilar from the amount of votes that Obama got. Of course, what we got is a lot of rural votes that came in on the other side to mitigate that. And even with such mitigation, she still won the popular vote by over 2%. It's over how many million people? 2.8 million people. So I want all Democrats, all sensible independents, all sensible Republicans to note, lift heads high. Your heads remain high. You didn't lose, you won. An aberration within our Constitution has given the election to Donald Trump, along with the Russians, of course. It is important to keep You can only move forward if you know you're doing the right thing and you know you're doing the right thing as you move forward. And when you do that, we can then mitigate what has happened thus far. We can move forward with the organizations that are necessary, the organizations that we will be using to move the country forward. Forget that he is the president. Forget all of that. There's a lot of grassroots work to do. And guess what? guess what? We will do it. We will do it. But today we're going to be talking about good old Donald Trump. You know, Joy, uh, before I get started, though, let me say what it's going to be or what, what I'm going to say here. I titled the show, Is Donald Trump a Russian Puppet? Is Donald Trump a Russian Spy? Is Donald Trump just a useful idiot? I am uncivil in saying useful idiot. But the truth of the matter is, I'm sorry that I keep cutting out. According to my connection here, Maria Cecilia McClure Parrales, um, the connection that I have here is good. So it may be your connection with your cellular. So go ahead and try to find a better location so that uh, the signal will come in. Because so far we have 100% throughput going through. And on Blog Talk Radio and Air is fine as well. But anyhow, so repeating the show's title, is Donald Trump a useful a Russian puppet? Is he a spy? Is he an agent? Is he a useful what? A useful idiot, maybe? Of course it is a useful idiot. He's, do, you think, do you think a guy of Donald Trump's character would make a good spy for the Russians? Do you think he would make a good agent for the Russians? A loose cannon is never a good agent, but he's always a useful idiot. And we have that. We have a billionaire, well, so-called billionaire, who has made money. I mean, he's a good con man. I mean, we have to give the guy his merits where it's deserved. The guy is a good con man, and he has that sort of a character that allow, that folks believe, you know, that, that, that they allow to be conned, if you will. So that is okay. But anyhow, while America hyperventilated about 
Hillary Clinton's email server and potential breach of security, it turns out that most of these attacks could be encapsulated into one word. And what is that word? Projection. All those that were accusing her, projection. It seems the CIA and the FBI knew all along that the entire election was compromised and our political leaders played partisan politics with it. Shame on them. And I don't mean shame on just Republicans, folks. I mean shame on Democrats. I mean shame on the president. The president approached. The president went to Congress. He met with Republicans and Democrats alike. This is in a report from the Washington Post. He went with de- met with Democrats and, and Democrats and, and Republicans alike and said, hey, here is a CIA report. Here is what we have to show that, in fact, there is a concerted effort by the, by the Russian government to have an influence on our election. We have the data. We have it. Now, the Democrats in the room says, oh, yes, let's go ahead and do something about it. Make the American people aware of it. Make the voter, the people who control your voting machines aware of it. Let's do it. The Republicans said, well, not so quick, not so quick. And McConnell, the leader of the Senate, says, well, uh, if you do that, Mr. President, I'm going to call it as a partisan act. And Mr. President, as opposed to saying to hell with you, this is of national security. This is the core of our nation. The president did what he does a whole lot, and in this case, Uh, To put it bluntly, Americans should be pissed about this. He says, he backs off, and yes, he did report that uh, there were some Russian influences, but he didn't come out and use the stature of the presidency irrespective of what people would have called, of what people would have said, it being partisan or whatever. He had the backing of the CIA. He could have done so. He could have done so. And those that have always called themselves patriots and have always been critical of the, of the good old Soviet Union and the, now the Russians, they would have been called out and said, then, are you saying you're sticking up for the Russians? But we didn't play the game that way. We played the game straight. Oh, I don't want it to be looked like it's partisan. And then if somehow Hillary Clinton got elected, they would say, well, it was a partisan act for her election. Well, now we're saying it's a partisan act for the election of Donald Trump, that yes, Donald Trump became the useful idiot of the Russians as he got elected. And now his likely Secretary of State, he has chosen CEO Rex Tillerson for Secretary of State, the CEO of Exxon, who has a very close relationship with whom? Vladimir Putin. Think about that, folks. Think about that. Can you see the circular, can you see the circular flow of Russian influence and the extraction industries that are getting involved now? at the top of the United States government, directly involved with whom? Russia, with Putin. Folks, please, please. We have sold our country to a charlatan. We have sold our country 
we have sold our country. But let me tell you, Joanne Reed, unlike ABC, CBS, NBC, and all these other stations, had a program this morning. She had it in, in, in wonderful detail. She spent a whole lot of time, more than half of her program was on this particular issue. Something that was necessary for all stations to do. This is existential, people. This is, in fact, existential. We can't look at it and say, well, you know, they kind of had some influence on our politics and, well, you know, uh, but, you know, we're still a merc. No, this is an existential issue here, and we have opened the doors for a lot more. We have put the plutocracy, and the plutocracy is no longer an American plutocracy. Think about this. We talk about globalism and all that sort of stuff, and with respect to the American worker. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about globalism, a world, a, and this is a conspiracy theory, folks. This is right in front of your eyes. This is not conspiracy theory. Trump doesn't care about borders. Rich people don't care about borders. Monopolies don't care about borders. Corporations don't care about borders. It's all about being extractive of the masses. And that's what we have. And that is why the big Republican establishment didn't make a huge issue out of this. That is why the huge Democratic establishment did not make a big issue out of this. It's a circular squad of marginality. Think about that, people. Think about this. We are fighting at the margins. These people in the big wheels, they're fighting at the margins, and we are the ones that take the brunt. Think about that, folks. Think about that. Think widely. The con is on. Don't you think Democrats should be on every station right now? Don't you think they should be screaming? Don't you think they should make sure that they are on every one of the news morning shows tomorrow? And don't you think they should hold everything accountable that a foreign government that has been our enemy for so long, for so long. Now think if this was Obama, the guy who didn't act as he should with respect to this issue. And think about whether Obama, if Obama had had any inklings of a relationship with any foreign government, what would it have said? Folks, I want to remind you guys that this is a call-in show as well. You can give me a call at 646-929-2495. Again, that number is 646-929-2495. Of course, if you leave me messages here on their Facebook Live, I'll answer those as well. But you know what we do and how we start our show. I wanted to make mention of the great work that Joy Ann Reed is doing right now. I know. I know. Sarah Benchley, I know it's sort of feeling like screaming into the void right now, but we don't scream, Sarah. We act. We don't scream, Cynthia. Thank you for being here, Cynthia. He is aiding the bed in them as they did for him. Exactly. We don't scream. We act. And I'm going to tell you guys about our revolution that, that we are putting together both here in Texas and throughout the, 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 the country. This is going to take some time to mitigate, but it'll be mitigated. The thing that we can't do is we cannot sit back and just say, oh, there's nothing we can do. 
there's nothing we can do. There is always something the masses can do. There is always something the masses can do. But folks, I tell you what, you know what time it is. It's time for the weekly blog post. Okay, here goes the weekly blog post. It's a few hundred words long, but bear with me. And then, again, if you want to give us a call, the number is 646-929-2495. If you're a bit shy, just put the message on there here in front uh, on, on the um, Facebook Live, and I'll read it, I'll answer it, or do whatever. But I would love to hear your voices. I have right now John, my regular caller on hold right now. I'd love to have other voices as well to call in, if you can, 646-929-2495. But I title the, the, the segment that the blog of the week for this show today, Joy and Reed segment, The Problems Deeper Than Trump as a Russian Puppet. And here goes it. And if you go to that, to my blog site, egbertowillies.com, uh, we can actually find uh, the, the blog post there as well as the video with some of the more pertinent uh, sections of that particular segment. But it goes as follows. Joanne Reed continues her excellent work with her extensive coverage of news that matter to the American people, unlike most journalists today. Her coverage of the Russian assault on our country to get Donald Trump elected president and likely a Russian puppet revealed, revealed more than all we've heard from the TV news media thus far. AM Joy was a bastion of information this morning, detailing Russian involvement in getting Donald Trump elected. Joanne Reed's panel was on point, and it's, uh, it's, it was on point. Is Trump a Russian puppet? Given the response up to the Russian act, thus far, it seems a logical inference. I, I, I kind of changed on that. I don't think he's a puppet as much as he's a useful idiot. But are they different? I'm not sure. Anyhow, continuing. The Washington Post released a bombshell report, a bombshell story last night that confirmed that the Russian government hacked attack on the DNC and the RNC, not only the DNC, but the RNC as well, intent was to get Donald Trump elected. The Russians provided the information that WikiLeaks leaked near the end of the campaign. Again, remember that we have a lot of folks love WikiLeaks. In, in fact, a lot of liberals themselves love WikiLeaks as if WikiLeaks is the savior of the progressive agenda. WikiLeaks is nothing like that. It's never been like that. I was never a fan of WikiLeaks. I was never a fan of some of these guys because not, not every whistleblower is a progressive. Not every whistleblower means well for the country, your country, the country of which you belong to, the country of which you must protect. Not every not everyone that claims that mantra is that way. But anyway, continuing, here is what uh, a part of this report said, quote, the CIA has concluded in a secret assessment that Russia intervened in the 2016 election to help Donald Trump win the presidency rather than just to undermine confidence in the U.S. electoral system, according to officials brief on the matter. Intelligence agencies have identified individuals with connections to the Russian government who provided WikiLeaks and thousands of hacked emails from the Democratic National Committee and others, including Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, according to U.S. officials. Those officials described the, in, the individuals as actors known to the intelligence community and part of a wider Russian operation to boost Trump and hurt Clinton's chances. Well, folks, unquote. Donald Trump may have denied being a puppet, Reid said. 
but Russia was definitely pulling the strings to help him get elected. That is the conclusion reached by the CIA in a stunning new report from the Washington Post. Reid first interviewed minority Senate leader Harry Reid. Senator Reid said, and this was a nice, great interview that she gave him this morning. Reed, Senator Reid pointed out that the FBI had the damaging Russian material for a long time and that the FBI director, James Comey, because of partisanship, sat on it. In other words, partisanship Trump patriotism, but it's deeper than saying partisanship Trump's patriotism. Think about this. Think about if some Democrat, some liberal, some progressive had information saying that you were compromised by a foreign government, a foreign government who many a times we considered an enemy, a foreign government who have, who's always attempting to undermine us. If some progressive or some Democrat or some otherwise had sat on that information, don't you think Chuck Todd would be saying, oh, my God, how could you have done that? Or one of the talking heads at Fox News or CBS would have just admonished the president or the administration for not releasing this information earlier. Don't you think it would? But you know what? The, the biggest representation of our plutocracy, folks, the biggest representation of our plutocracy is not Democrat or Republican. It is the establishment. Think about that. And that's why these type of matters under this scenario doesn't matter. If a Democrat did something like this, first of all, the reason why they would jump on it is to undermine the progressive mantra that, of course, we know what the Powell Manifesto has to say about that. But moving on, uh, we, we continue. Where are, uh, this is, where, where are we left if we can't trust the FBI? Read as Malcolm Nance, executive director of Terror Asymmetrics Project. If the CIA ignored by the Republicans who control the Senate and the House and the president is trying to stay out of it, who do we trust in Washington that can protect the American people from these interventions? Well, right now, we have the deep government, Nance said. You have all of the intelligence communities and the bureaucracies, which never change when a president comes. Only the appointees change. And the direction that's put down from the executive changes a little bit. However, the FBI counterintelligence and the CIA counterintelligence and our foreign ally counterintelligence agencies are not going to stop investigating if they get evidence. The problem here is this is an issue of fundamental American patriotism. And the people, no matter if you are Republican or Democrat or independent, this is an issue of which patriots need to stand up and understand that this nation is at threat. And it's not about Donald Trump. Next year, it could be Paul Ryan. Everything that's ever known about him could be released by Russians or through WikiLeaks. Or Donald Trump himself, his tax returns could suddenly show up and show he is billions in debt to hostile government. So all of this is a matter of national patriotism, and we need to drop the partisan rancor and understand that this could affect all of us to the detriment and the safety of this country. Reid pointed out that the Russians hacked both the DNC and the RNC. As such, 
They are holding back information that could be effectively used against Republicans who control the entire federal government, the House, the Senate, and the presidency. Before I continue with the blog of week, I want to remind you something. Here we have the Russian government has infiltrated the DNC, the RNC, and likely a lot of these other, other extraneous email systems. Think about this now. So they have a lot of dirt on everybody, right? They have a lot of dirt on Democrats. They have a lot of dirt on Republicans, everything. You really wonder what's going on here? You really wonder what's going on here? But it is the Republicans in power right now. So, in effect, if they're holding something, doesn't that say that they could potentially hold the entire U.S. government controlled by all Republicans hostage? Hostage? Think about it. Think about it, folks. Thank you very much, Mark and Christina Finlay. Tom Hines, welcome aboard. Anyhow, and if I miss you, just give me a shout out and I'll call your name out as well, my friends. Anyhow, continuing. 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 Uh, Read Ask uh, Progress Editor-in-Chief Judd Legum what they're to do. He had some prescient words. And here's what he said. Here's what he said. It is not really about Democrats and Republicans anymore, Legum said. The stakes are much higher, and it is either you're willing to accept the idea that Russia is going to, able to, to be able from this point forward to manipulate our elections and our administration, or you're going to stand up to that. You are going to get the facts out and you're going to make sure that people are clear-eyed about what's going on and that all the people in the government are working for the interests of the United States. So I think it is going to be really a really clarifying moment in the next few weeks to see who stands up and who stays silent and goes along with the program. What program? With the Russian program. Or these Democrats and Republicans that we know it's we know it's about Donald Trump being helped by the Russians. But what are the Republicans gonna do? Or the Democrats are gonna do? Are they gonna start raising hell? Are they gonna do what would have been done to them? Are they gonna get some pelotas? Are they gonna get a spine? Are they gonna stay like little you know what? Anyhow. Why are both Democrats and Republicans relatively silent? It is likely because they know the Russian hackers got everything. While Hillary Clinton was made to walk on hot coals for her email server, Pawpaw, and I don't even call it a Pawpaw, it was the systems at large that were compromised. Her attackers were projecting, as they put, our real national security at risk. Folks, the telephone number is 646-929-2495, or as usual, you can leave me messages right here on Facebook Live, but give me a call, 646-929-2495, and I'm going to bring in my good friend, my regular, John from San Antonio. Come on in, John. How are thou doing? 
Good afternoon, Agartha. How you doing? Talk to me. Yeah, just uh, I mean, I can't say I'm I'm shocked. I mean, I mean, I'm slightly surprised. I mean, because everybody knew that that you know we just didn't know the degree that it actually went down. But you're exactly. right. I mean, I am disappointed in Obama. I mean, he should have. This should have been, you know, he should have made a statement about this. He should have been more declarative about it, and we should be getting more information. We still don't have enough information. And uh, because I want folks to realize, we are fair. We are really fair here. And other people call themselves fair, but we are fair here. Obama needs to be called out on this one because this this is something that uh, I mean, it, it's not something you throw your hands up in the air about and say. Ah, uh, well, okay, since the Republicans are going to call me a partisan if I do this, okay, I'll just hold back and put out a simple statement. He should have gone out there like a fighter. We have been infiltrated by the Russians. That's what he should have done. And I'm very, very disappointed that he didn't do that. Go ahead, my friend. Well, I mean, you know, the the uh, the like uh, Dianne Feinstein and Adam Schiff did make a statement – so, but I mean, it just—I mean, to be honest, it was just kind of lost. And I mean, it wasn't lost completely because I remember talking to my sister about it and right. and asking her, like, you know, well, I mean, should we retaliate? And we both said said no, we shouldn't retaliate. So, and when we say retaliate, I, I'm what I mean is like, I mean, obviously we do the same things, you know. Yes. I mean, uh, I mean, and the idea that that we've never interfered with other governments—I'm not not talking about recently but i mean you know in the history of of america i mean we definitely have done these things and so uh so i mean the the point is is that you know we were both saying no we shouldn't retaliate but i mean it uh, in other words expose putin like expose you know his bank accounts expose that he you know he's ripping people off uh you know do something to to that extent, I mean, not not necessarily, you know, uh, I mean, more sanctions may be applied. I mean, that's what Chris me, Murphy was talking about. Let me stop uh, you there for one, one reason. I want to stop you for one reason because I did another blog last night. I don't know if you saw it or, or yesterday afternoon. And what it was is that Chuck Todd was interviewing uh, Anita Dunn from the, the the surrogate from Clinton, and they were talking about this Russian hack and. By the, the, the Washington Post report had not yet dropped, but uh, Anita Don was telling uh, because it was sort. I, I think they had some word that the report was coming, but Anita Don uh, looked at uh, Chuck Todd and said, "But by the way, you know this information was out since June. We've been talking about it, and and Chuck Todd came back and said, yes, but it didn't have a, uh, it, it it didn't have the gravity that it needed. It didn't have the." The people didn't pull on it and didn't really accept the information. They didn't take kindly to the information. And Anita said, of course not, because you were just talking about the salaciousness of the, the WikiLeaks. You were talking about whether uh, who, lo- who loved uh, uh, Chelsea Clinton or who was speaking against this person. You weren't talking about it from the point of view that this was a severe infiltration. And you're correct, uh, John, when you say we've done it all the time. And you've actually said we've done it. Uh, not recently. Actually, we've recently done it. Uh, we've we've done it all over the, uh, Europe and all over South America. We've involved in other people's other people's elections. So my thing, when Chuck Todd came out and said, and, and I did another blog about this one as well. Chuck Todd came out and said, uh, "Isn't that a declaration of war?" 
And in my mind, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not talking, we're talking about educating the American population that we were infiltrated by the Russian. They tried to have an effect, an effect on our election, but it's, you're right. The way the, the discussion that you had with your sister was absolutely right. We can't jump on some high horse and say, oh, we've been wrong. So therefore we have to create a war over this because this is something we do as well all of the times. My God, I know you disagree with this, but we also did this in the Ukraine. Or not, it's not the Ukraine anymore. It's just Ukraine. You, we did it in Ukraine, according to, uh, you know, who, uh, the, the Consortium News. But we have to be frank. We have to be frank. Hi, Chris Cahill. How are you doing? We have to be frank and say the American people had a right to know that they, we were infiltrated by the Russians. They had a right to know that WikiLeaks definitely came from the Russians, and a lot of what came out on WikiLeaks was all, some of it were true, some of it was misrepresented, some of it was created. Americans had the right to know that. Now, the Trump, the core Trump supporters, it would not have made a difference, but it would have made a difference on the margins, and that, those margins would have changed the outcome of this election. And you say, John. Well, I mean, I I totally – I mean, we've had – we've gone back and forth about ten times on this thing about Ukraine. But I, I do want to say that, you know, like I, I'm glad you're not putting up Robert Parry articles anymore because Robert Parry is the most pro-Putin journalist that gets published in in America and has a following. He is extremely pro-Putin. So, you know, I, I don't – I, I still totally disagree, and I'd like you to give me another example besides the Ukraine where America has tried to influence an election. I, I don't they, – they did absolutely did not do that. I mean there's no evidence at all that they uh-huh. did that. And so – uh, Okay, so anyway, I, I just don't think that, that America is – is doing that. I mean, obviously, we don't want to see Marie Le Pen and we don't want to see UKIP win. But I mean, as far as, you know, is there evidence that we're doing things to prevent them from winning? I, I haven't seen any evidence of that. I, because, uh, you know, the way it happens is very covert. I mean, the way they did it in, in, in Venezuela was very covert. The way they did it in Panama was very covert. I mean, these, these things, the CIA, are, they're very good at what they do. And, you know, you, when you say there's no evidence, you're absolutely right. There's no direct evidence, but, you know, there's always things that can be in, in generally can be inferred. And that's what I'm talking about. You're not going to get a lot of evidence in CIA operations, just like with what we're doing with the Russians right now. It's not the Russians' hands that are directly involved in, 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 getting, uh, in getting Trump elected. What we have is associates of associates of the KGB that are actually – passing this information to WikiLeaks. So there's no, so WikiLeaks will never, I mean, we can't say the KGB or it's not a KGB anymore. You know what I'm talking about? Gave, yeah. uh, gave the WikiLeaks the information. It's not them who gave him the information. It's agents who gave him the information. So, I mean, there's a level, there's a level of abstraction there that we will never be able to say absolutely, but the inference is generally there. Go ahead, my friend. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I see your point, but I mean, I, I just, you know, I try to make things on evidence-based, and there, there's, there's still some people that are saying they want to see more evidence about this, you know, that are skeptical about this. I mean, and so, uh, 
you know, I, I generally I do. I mean, I guess when when you hear when you hear this stuff from the CIA, uh, I mean, I think about ninety five percent of the people believe it. I think younger people don't believe a lot of it. They're they're more skeptical than the older generation. Uh, you know, I mean, there's no doubt that that the WikiLeaks had a big impact on what I call the dumb dumb left and uh, people who uh, ended up voting for Jill Stein. I mean, there's no, I, I mean, because I see this every day. You know, I'm going on, I'm, uh, you know, listening to the podcast, uh, far left podcast. You know, there's a whole like little. Uh, microcosm of people right. who do this, you know, Young Turks, uh, Sam Cedar, uh, David Pakman, and all the other people who actually are on, like, uh, uh, who, uh, Tom, Tom Hartman, and the people who are actually on lefty radio stations. And so, I mean, so, I mean, yeah, Ring of Fire, all of those people. And so, I mean, uh, you know, that there, there's a whole there's a whole group of these people and they had a big impact on this election. You know, uh, in some states, I mean, the, the number of people who didn't vote for Clinton was, I mean, it was astounding. I mean, the people who voted for, let's say Gary Johnson or didn't vote at all in the presidential election. And so, uh, you know, I, I just think that, that, you know, the, the, the WikiLeaks had a big impact, and it's unfortunate because I didn't, I didn't even read any of that stuff. I just thought, and even though a lot of people, Bernie supporters were saying, you know, well, look at the, they're dissing Bernie, and Bernie himself was saying, I don't care about any of that, you know. I mean, you know, we, lo- we lost, we move on, we fight another fight, and we keep moving, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm not saying that some of the things that they said wasn't right, but I'm just not going to spend a lot of time on it because I saw it as disinformation from the very beginning. And uh, but a lot of people didn't, you know, they wanted to like have their grievances, uh, you know, uh, basically confirmed, and it, it left a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people could say that this is one of the main reasons Clinton lost the election. And, yeah, well, I mean, uh, what what. I want to bring in some some of our folks from a, from Facebook Live, but before I go that, I want to remind folks this is a call in show, folks, and if you uh, you, you can call in as well at at six four six nine two nine two four nine five. Most of the people are on Facebook Live, I guess, and on on air with uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, again, that number is six four six nine two nine two four nine five. We have uh, Tony Iguan Iguain, I think is the way it said says that said, remember that seven to three point Five million people didn't vote, so that's part of the uh, the the issue here. We also have uh, Sabrina Kislinberg Butler, who said Iran Contra affair happened. Yeah, true. Uh, actually, Robert Parry is one of the people who broke Iran Contra. You knew that, right, John? Robert Parry. Oh, broke absolutely. That. That's the height yeah. of his career, and he's gone down I, since. <laughs> okay, okay, John. Uh, but you are right. He's a very pro-Russian kind of a guy, and I don't quite understand. Pro-Putin. Exactly Pro-Putin. Pro-Putin. Yeah, you're correct on that. Now, Sarah Bentley kind of loved your term, the dumb, dumb left. Yeah, we have those two, Sarah. You know, I mean, we have to be frank here. Left or right have good folk and bad folk on both sides. Uh, so we have to be frank about that. Marien Richard Castiglia. Wasn't the CIA that told us there were weapons of mass destruction? They sure 
were the ones that told us they were weapons of mass destruction, but we have to go ahead and test. We need to qualify that because it wasn't the CIA pushing the story that there was definitely weapons of mass destruction. It was the CIA leadership prodded by Cheney and his cabal that created that story and just about forced the CIA to come down with those types of conclusions to mislead Powell when he gave that humongous speech to the, um, to the uh, World Union, to the, to the uh, what is it called? United Nations. So let's be clear. When people just like to say the CIA misled us, that is partially true. It wasn't the rank and file CIA that misled us. It was the leadership under the Cheney cabal that actually did that. We have to be very clear about that. Those are some very hard-working people for the CIA. Let me bring in a, a new caller. Caller from, I guess this may be a Skype caller. What's your name, my friend? Yeah, my name is Maz. And Come on. from North America. Uh, Come on can you hear me? Can, yes, sir. I can, can you hear me, you good, sir? Yes, sir. Okay. I appreciate your time and uh, give me the time. Indeed. You know, have you seen the golden uh, veil? Golden veil. G O L D E N. Oh, I, understand. I, I understand you, sir. I can understand you clearly. And no, I have not. Okay. Golden veil is a movie that exactly goes with your show. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's Amazon. Please see this movie is free of charge anyway. And then okay. you will see uh, exactly what you think. It goes all together. Golden Well and also YouTube it. You will see a lot of <coughs> the preview of it. I mean, but it's better to see it on the Amazon right away. Okay. They you, take tell, it you, want to add, you want to tell us a little bit about what you want to, what you want to point out? Yeah, because you know, Golden Well is a movie. Uh, is a true story mm-hmm. that what it, it happened, and just people have to watch it, and then you will know what's going on. So, I mean, this much I'm able to say to you. But I cannot tell you anything more than that. But okay, I'll tell watch you what, I'll Golden. Sure I'll uh, make sure our audience, and, and folks, right, it is Golden Veil, G-O-L-D-E-N space, B as in Victor, E-I-L, Golden Veil. We'll, uh, uh, somebody on, on Facebook Live, a friend, Marianne, was asking about, um, the, to make sure that that was the name of the movie, and it, you said it's on Amazon. He said it's on Amazon, uh, so you yeah, can watch sure. it on Amazon. Sure, or sure, likely sure, you can sure. watch it on uh, either Amazon or on, uh, what's the other one? The, the, the no, other no, Netflix. no, it's only on Amazon. It's, oh, it's, it's only, only on Amazon. Amazon. Right, okay, right. Got right, got it. And also okay. go to their Facebook Facebook page, Golden Whale, I mean, Facebook page, Golden Whale, and uh-huh. you can read a lot of information about it. But first you see the movie, and then you follow up with it, and then exactly what you say uh, is all, everything goes together in it. Well, thank you very much, Maz. Uh, where are you calling from, my friend? And North America. North America. Okay. Thank you. You have a wonderful day, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, now, um, I, I tell you what. Before I go, before I say what I want to say, John, do you want to make any comments on that? 
Um, no, I mean, I, I haven't heard of the movie. I'm actually looking it up right now, but, I mean, I haven't. It looks like it's like a espionage movie uh, with an Iranian woman during the Iran hostage crisis in 79. Okay. Looks interesting. Yeah, interesting. But, yeah, so, folks, I want you to I, – I want everybody to um, kind of back up in their thought process for a minute. And think about what we're talking about here. And let's make believe it's not 2016, but it is the election in 2004. Think about how this story would have been reported. Think about all the comments that we make currently about the news media. Think about all of that and then try to back up from that and say, is something up? Do you have a feeling that there's something going on here? And I, I don't want, again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I, you know, as everyone would say, I, I believe in following facts where it takes you. But I am very concerned of the things that we are not covering. I'm very concerned about the normalization of a Trump. I am concerned that, I mean, we know that the guy does not have, from a point of view other than real estate and bullying people, doesn't have the gravitas. He doesn't have the intuition uh, he doesn't have these different attributes that are necessary. We know what, what people say about him. We know people say he thinks about the last thing you've told him. In other words, his opinion will change the next person that convinces him. In other words, there's not a whole lot of core there. I mean, a businessman does not require a lot of core, right? I mean, an, an entrepreneur does not require a lot of values. You, you know, I'm, I'm a businessman myself. I have a software company. I've made quite a bit of money writing software, selling software on the internet, selling so I mean, and I mean engineering software, communication software, my own creation. That's how I made my money. So I understand what it is like to what business is all about. And business doesn't require a whole lot of values, right? One of the reasons I've allowed the company to go down, and I think I've told this story before, is um, – the, 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 the modus operandi has changed, you know. For me to be profitable in this kind of a business now requires that I, you know, I do a whole lot from India. And that I was not willing to do. What India, and it's not that I don't want to have that relationship with India or whatever. It's not that I don't bring in a few products from overseas, etc. It is just that the paradigm shift, the, the, the paradigm shift is unhealthy for the country, right? For us as for American citizen, the American worker, to get rid of this the the disparate income and wealth disparity, that sort of stuff, and you have to put your money where your mouth is. You have to put your actions where your mouth is. Donald Trump, in running, he gave the impression that that is what he was doing. Of course, on a large, much larger scale than any of us small business people who went into the political realm to decide to be activists full-time. He 
he made Americans believe that he was going to be looking out for them. And in the process of letting them believe he was looking out for them, he pulled out the perfect fascist con. If you notice, yes, it's, he just added Rex Tillerson, the Exxon Mobil CEO, to be the Secretary of State. Is that and official? All, it is official. It's breaking news right now. Okay. Okay. It's official. Okay. CEO Tillerson, the CEO of Exxon, is now the Secretary of State of America. What that means is we have a, a Putin ally. We have an oil man. We know Russia is full of natural resources, oil resources, that is. And we see where this is going, right? But are Democrats or Republicans all that taken aback from this? I don't think so. I don't think so. I really think the cabal is on, and it's not just Republicans, folks. For all of us liberals and progressives that are listening here, listening here, this is, yes, right now the Democrats are feeling low, even though they won, most of the people who won their values, they're feeling low. But I think it is important for you to understand that it's a lot deeper, and it's something that we better jump on rather quickly. One of the things we're going to do with the revolution, and I'm waiting on marching papers from our, our region, in, in our, the Houston region, we're about to get started, and we'll be getting marching orders pretty soon, is that this is where grassroots has to matter. This is no longer about the Democratic Party for those that are progressives. And for those that are real conservatives, it's no longer about the Republican Party. It is really about getting the grassroots involved in every aspect of our politics. Because this has gone beyond. This has gone beyond party politics. So I hope those that are listening to this, first of all, I want you to share these programs because we have to be the media going forward. You can't depend on, yes, Joanne Reed is doing a darn good job. We also have uh, Eichenfeld and, and a few others doing wonderful investigative reporting, but they're all sidelined. And right now, um, for MSNBC, Joanne Reed is one of their, their growing stars. It's one of their stars that are taking off. She's starting to bring in a whole lot of ratings. Mark my word, if her ratings get too good and if she keeps on speaking truth to power as she is right now, she knows herself that her days at MSNBC will be limited. So it's not going to be the news media that's going to do these things. We're going to have to do it from the grassroots and start electing people to the school board and start electing people in these local legislatures. And I'm not talking saying, oh, we're going to go ahead and elect some Democrats. I'm saying we're going to have to go and elect some progressives. I don't care what the hell they are. Honestly, I don't. I want to elect people who care about people. I want to elect people who really are going to make a difference. And it's going to take some time. And one of the things that these plutocrats, the establishment, depend on, they depend on us having a short attention span. They depend on us not following through. They depend on us not 
sticking it out. And what I'm asking everybody that's listening right now, be prepared to stick it out for years. Be prepared to stick it out for many, many years because it's going to take a lot of time to correct this. Every year, a little step. Every year, a little step. But it is something we can do. We can outlast them because I tell you what, we are going to be here. We have to depend how we intend or want to be here. Do we want to be just widgets or cogs in their wheel? Do we want to be just the ones saying, okay, what are you willing to offer me now? Do we really want to be, is that what we really want? Or do we really want a true democracy where we say, no, we matter? And no, not because you have ill-gained capital, you can rule the world. Not because, again, not because you've got ill-gained capital. These corporations, my friends, and we have, to, we have to start acknowledging our worth. We have to start acknowledging our worth. Acknowledging our worth means that we understand that because somebody is the president of a corporation doesn't make that person more important or better than you are. Because that person has a ton of stocks, because that person is wealthy, that doesn't make them better than you are. We have to remember, and I will say this on every program in whatever choice or chance I get. If you sweep floors for a living, if you dump garbage for a living, I don't care what you do. If you're doing something for a living, you are a part of this economy. You are part of what makes America, America. You are needed. You are no less needed than the stock bo- than the stockbroker. In fact, you're 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 actually better than the stockbroker, you know. But one of the reasons the plutocracy and the establishment has been so able to get their will is because we are always looking up for that which to admire. Try admiring yourself. Try looking in the mirror. And saying, damn, I'm a good person. Damn, I deserve something. Because we do. You know? And I don't need a church to tell me that. In fact, one of the problems with the church today, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not knocking anybody's religion or anything like that, but one of, the, one of the problems endemic within the church is trying to tell folk that somehow they need to be dependent on something else to give them their freedom, to give them what's best for them. Those that are looking up to Trump, as he's going to, Trump is not going to save you. You got to save you. And how do you save you working together as a grassroots to do so? So folks, it's going to take a long, long, long time. Are you willing to do what it takes? Or do you just want to be the new age slave? You know, my folk, folk that look like me, were slaves a darn long time. Longer than, I'm beyond 1865. The Emancipation Proclamation in America was the last, I'm from Panama, the slavery in Panama and 
Latin America and, and all these other places ended way before it ended here in the, in the United States. The United States was a newcomer to the, to, to the freeing of its people. But you know what? People all over the world, there has been some mechanism always to enslave people. Yeah, sometimes it was the color of the skin. You, you, you know, race is a stupid thing, right? Everybody is the same. I mean, you cut somebody. You, I mean, everybody's the same. Race is a stupid thing. But we have allowed them to use it to compartmentalize folk and attain your goals. In America, where we have a class system now, it's still racial, but mostly a class system. They have been using this. They've been using other methods to divide and conquer. We have to get away from that. That is the things that I continue to preach. That is the things that I would continue to preach. And that is how we're going to change. We're near the end of the show, and I think I've done a, enough sanctimonializing or whatever the hell you call that. So I'm going to ask, oh, wait, somebody else came on. Uh, I think this is my friend, uh, 620. How are you doing today? Quickly. Okay, this is Jack. Hey, Jack, come on in, my friend. Quick. Uh, we're, we're, we're closing uh, the show. Uh, Give me a closer. I, I, uh, okay. What I want to I want to say is that uh, uh, those people who vote for Trump are low information people. They don't know they don't know shit from shine. No like whatever you expect. Not a lot of smart and, uh, people. Uh, say, uh, 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 I uh, need a strong third party. Patterned after the Roosevelts and a little bit of Ike and Reagan thrown in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, Ike right. built, the, built the infrastructure all over the United States. He marked the roads. And, uh, Excellent. And, uh, okay. Yeah, that's what we need. We need an Ike. Oh, we need a. And FDR, Teddy Roosevelt, especially. All in one. I hear you, John. Look, yeah. John, I mean, I, I, I hear you, Jack. Jack, I got to go. You're a smart man. You're absolutely correct. I got to get John to give me a closer, and then we got to shut this baby down. Give me a closer, John. Okay. Yeah, I just want to say you're right about uh, when people say, you know, you, your, your value is important, and your value in voting is important. Like Ledeau is saying, it you know when you're talking about people who are rich, he says it makes them more powerful than you. Actually, right. they're not. You know because if everybody who, who is working class and middle class voted for the people that are going to help them, then you know Democrats would win every election. You know, exactly. and so and so you know it's just a matter of, of of telling people that your vote is important. And you know we value you, and as a party, Democrats need to to understand that we need to get back to our roots, back to to helping people, and not being part of this uh, corporate society, which Trump is putting. You know, he Trump lied to all of his constituents, and you know, and now he's saying, "Oh, the election's over. We don't need to lock Hillary up." He played all of his voters for fools. And so, you know, it's it's just a shame. It, but we need to fight back. Now they're trying to cut Social Security. Uh, Sam Johnson, I'm sure you read about that yesterday. Sam Johnson right. has a bill out. Social Security, they're trying to cut the ACA. They're trying to cut Medicare. This is an all-out assault. 
and we need to fight back. Thank you very much, John, and thank you for being on the program. Folks, I'm gonna, we have to shut down the on-air version of the program, and then I'm going to just spend a minute. Thank you very much for listening to Politics Done Right with Egberto Willis. I appreciate you very much. You have a wonderful Saturday, my dear friends. Okay, that was Blog Talk Radio closed down. I, I want to address some of the things here on, on, on Facebook. Let's, let's go with Facebook. Uh, Lado, as our, 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 our one and only Lado, it makes is with here with his commentary, and I always like to refer to these to the audience at large. Okay, if eight year he says, if eight years ago I would have theorized that Obama was secretly working for Saudi Arabia, you would have laughed at me. For your information, Egberto, I am currently laughing at you. Please feel free to laugh. Ledo, it doesn't really matter. I know you know that I care so much about what people think about me. Not really. Um, my goal is simple. My goal is what's best for us all, not what's best for a few. And it, what's interesting is the goal that I have is actually best for you, whether you like it or not, or whether you want to accept it or not. But what's so interesting about it is your life was defined by what progressives have done for you, whether you like it or not. Interestingly, the good thing about it is I know who you are, so I know what uh, progress, the progressive values have done for your success in whatever it is you've done thus far. Many of you refuse to accept it until it is gone. So anyhow, that's my piece. With regards to um, where we go from here, folks, I'll be back next week again. I hope to um, have a, a good show for you. And we will continue moving as soon as we move forward with um, our revolution. Please come. I- I'll let everybody know what we're doing. Uh, we are concentrating in Texas right now for the first region, uh, for the first state. But uh, we are continuing to support uh, local candidates throughout the entire country. We're just using Texas as a template of organization, which will be migrated from state to state to state to state. By the end of 2018, we will be uh, we will be ready. So, folks, don't forget, no despair. We move forward. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. Thank you for spending this time for me. You guys have a wonderful rest of the week, and see you on KPFT 90.1 FM on Thursdays at 3 p.m. Have a wonderful day. Bye bye. <laughs>